What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the TT Podcast. It's episode number 12, The Future is Happening. Uh, today, I am joined by Monkey Brad. Hello. <laughs> and Prince is back. Hey. I almost missed my court cue, though. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, after last week, there's not a whole lot going on with news and everything, but that's okay. There's still some stuff to talk about. Um, how have you guys been? Ah, uh, you know, same old thing. Trying to find the balance between working overtime to pay for more games and not working overtime so you can play those games. <laughs> the eternal struggle. Yes. Balance. I think it's all that that's what life is about, right? Balancing. Uh, Many of you playing Tricky Towers. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> uh, bringing it back to King, you see. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump straight into the news then, I guess. Um, so the PS4 has received firmware update 4.0. That's now live. Um, it brings a whole bunch of features, including that HDR capability that they were talking about at Code the event. <laughs> yeah, right? So that's finally happened, along with a whole bunch of other features. Uh, any features you're interested in, Prince? Um, yeah, I mean, well, we talked about it when um, they announced the uh, the things that were going to be included before when it was going to public testing. Um, and... Mm. I think largely the same features have come through into the final. There's one um, one bonus one which they threw in. I mean, apart from HDR, which was obviously the well-kept secret until they announced it. Um, yep. The bonus one is, I think, involving Spotify and music. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that the certainly the Vita has always had the option to control your music in the uh, quick menu. So it's good to have that on the on the PS4's quick menu as well. Yeah, um, apparently they're supposed to be um, Sony and um, Spotify are supposed to be curating playlists or something um, to go along with various games, which is a nice concept. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, they, and also it says as you about Spotify, that is a really good feature because I mean I have Spotify on on PC all the time, but being able to just so easily sort out free games like changes my experience of solo gaming a lot more. Yeah. Um, what else? So the new the UI has been redone. Have you seen the new UI, UI yet? I've seen it. I mean, I've been using the um, testing software, so obviously I wasn't allowed to talk about it before. But I think it's um, released publicly now. Uh, it's nice. I I think a lot of it's subtle. Some of it, um, the messages that pop up say. Uh, I'm not sure if the trophy message was changed, but certainly the notifications were changed. Um, it's nice. It's not a huge um, difference on the front end, but things like the quick menu are completely new, uh, completely redone. The, the quick menu is brilliant. Like um, as I was saying to Brandon before the podcast started, like being able to access your trophies and stuff just that easily because it was such a ball ache to get to, like to pop it up, change the top screen, and go over to it and then load it. But to just go. I'm playing this game what was that trophy again and just click it straight away it's like hey that's convenient yeah and you get to see them like right there immediately so that's pretty cool i'm sure that'll make a lot of people happy you won't be able to see other trophies though um i do wish that um in the quick menu 
I wish there was a way to put like Netflix on there or something because you can customize it with a bunch of other stuff. You can put parties in there and whatever so you can get to them faster. But like the amount of time I spend flipping between a game and Netflix, I do it all the time. It would be kind of cool if I could pin like one or two apps to that. Yeah. Thing is, uh, yeah, I found – That might be a future update to it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that's kind of pie in the sky. I don't even know if that's possible, you know. Um, but that would be pretty cool. Um, I found that when I was trying to customize the quick menu the first time, um, I just ended up taking off almost everything apart from a couple of things. So I do – I would like it if there were more um, personal things you could put on there. Say, like, in your example, a certain app that you, you always use because you might want to go into that so frequently. Um, but if it's switching between uh, main apps, then one of the quickest ways to do it is to just use the PS button um, and like double tap it, I think, because then it takes yeah. you back to um, where you are. Uh, that's uh, give it a try. <laughs> give it a try. Also on the list are folders. Mm-hmm. Do we have thoughts on those? I've used a few. Um, I ended up having only three, but no, pretty good. I'm, I. I guess I don't have a huge amount of games on my... Or, uh, on the other hand, I guess ev- almost everything went into the unplayed games folder, so that's why it was quickly filtered down. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. Um, which which is also in the library. Now you have two different sections. You've got all your games, uh, and that, so all of your purchases ever, and then you have a category for just all of the games you have on the console, which is nice. Finally. I got yep. so fed up of seeing those stupid betas that I downloaded, like Battleborn closed technical test and crap like that. Downloaded, played once, was like, yeah, this is fun. And then never touch again. And I had to look at the list every single time I went to find a game. Mm-hmm. Well, and for some games, if you were like actually interested in it, like I feel like um, Evolve was like this because they did like an alpha and a beta. And, you know, so, and those were different, actual different uh, programs. So, now you've got like two or three different versions or destiny was like that, you know, it was, so you had all this litter basically in yeah. your library. It's, it's um, something that should have been cleaned up right from the start rather than needing a post clean, but I'm glad it's there now. I mean, realistically at this point, I, I think maybe the best part of that is actually the search feature, um, which I haven't had a chance to use, but I mean, the number of times where I was like, I know exactly the item I'm looking for. But it's this giant list of three tiles across, and it's a pain in the ass trying to figure out where it is. I, I find, especially with, I've got plenty of games that have the word the in the title. And yeah. I, was, I mean, one of the things I looked for was Tiny Troopers, because their recent DLC announced, whatever. I was trying to look to check whether it had an update for that. But because it's TI, it's right after the, and I kept thinking it must be here somewhere, and just scroll down through row after row of those, getting yeah. confused. Wow. Uh, all, all of the pictures with dudes with guns on them. Yeah. Like, it's in here somewhere. <laughs> um, and then I think the final thing is going to be the trophy display, which they changed real quick. Uh, not a major thing. It's just, it shows as a pyramid instead of those four dots. Yeah, it's pretty nice. And I think it shows in more places now. I'm certainly seeing it on the, um, the What's New section. Yes. Yep. They, they have used it for, um, like trophy notifications and the what's new and and things like that mm. um i think it i think it might be actually in the um game info panel too but i'm not sure about that one. Oh, that reminds me um one of the things that i don't think was um shown off before 
before launch, but is now obviously uh, going to be known. The um, under each game, I'm sure you remember the previous quite cluttered and very buggy system they had for uh, the things under. Do you know what I'm talking about? Under the game, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they would have the first one was a sort of publisher's display panel. Then they had uh, a tro- your last trophy and friends who've played. Actually, that section completely disappeared after a while. Um, yeah. And they had uh, this sort of really clunky block of what's new panels. That's, I think, completely gone. So they've replaced the whole system with... Oh, actually, the worst part was at right at the bottom is where the add-ons were, which was probably what you were trying to get to. Yeah. So yeah. now they have it in a different section, which has uh, tabs on the left, and you can just mm. scroll to whichever one you want and then go into it and extrapolate yeah, and the tabs on the left actually give a lot more information too. Like, mm. it's not just an item with a little bit of text. It'll actually give you, um, like, it tells you how many people are playing that game, mm-hmm. like, right under that section with friends or whatever. And um, it'll give you your trophy progress on there yeah. as just part of that little tab, which makes sense. You know, I mean, most of that column was just wasted space. Also, the thing I like about it is that it used to be every time you press down, it said to get to add-ons or whatever, it'd start a stupid broadcast from yes. a random person. At least now it's in a separate trending section of that. Oh, I hate that. I forgot how much like, I hate I don't have to hear some little kid. Like, so I used to do on trials a lot, where I'd go down and look for something, and then every time it'd just be some random Spanish guy playing trials, <laughs> and I'd just, I'd just hear a load of Spanish swearing in my, in my head, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> um, well, what used to get me was I would, um, I would want to go there to sort of refresh my so every time you earn a trophy you can get it to publish to your feed but you kind of have to go into your trophies and then wait for it to sync because we're still in an age where you have to sync trophies manually and then uh, you go back to your game panel itself and scroll down and if you you because it says new after you've got it to pop up there so you have to go down to it to make it stop saying new at you and uh, to do that, you have to go past the streaming. Uh, that was so irritating. What I would do was I would go in and I would tab right until I got to a screenshot because obviously screenshots aren't playing anything. But I had to do that every time. Yeah. Now I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, the What's New panel is actually much better now too. Um, mm. Not that I ever really paid a whole lot of attention to it, but it was just kind of like random tiles kind of thrown at a wall. Yeah. And that that's just what was there. But they've um, broken it up into two different um, columns, and I haven't figured out exactly which column does what yet, but it's two different columns. And whenever you go from one column to the other, it minimizes the one you're not using so that the uh, the one you are using expands and takes up more space so you can see. Mm. It's a little thing. Um, same thing with the game info. Like They just move stuff around a little bit, like the divider in the middle yeah. between the left column and the right column is much bigger. So it just makes it all cleaner. It was a nice upgrade, I think, the uh, UI. Um, I turned on the HDR stuff to see what would happen on my old TV. I, I didn't know if maybe I'd get a little bit more out of it because I got an old plasma TV. But okay, show off. A bit ambitious. I, I think things got a little bit darker, but I don't know that there's any more depth. It just looks darker now. <laughs> hmm. um, but yeah, so it's got a bunch of awesome features. Um, if there's any particular feature that you like, uh, let us know in the comments which one is your favorite. Um, also, in news, uh, Bird Dog has been delayed. 
Um, the last Guardian's been delayed about two months. Yikes. Yeah, I see, per- percentage-wise, though, 10 years, whatever. Uh, like, it, yeah. it's a game I'm looking forward to, and it does look really nice, and the more I see it, the more the nicer it looks. And they said that the reasoning was that they did expect how many bugs they'd run into at this final stage of development. Um, so mm-hmm. they pushed it back, but... I mean, well, you I, see, okay, it happened. It's well, yeah, it's you know been what ten years since they've been in like post production Q and A. So the the last console that they had to Q and A for was PS two. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a little bit different now. Um, anything bad about that? I mean, it's no no big deal to me, right? Two it's months, kind of coming. Well, I suppose on the one hand, it has the benefit of coming after the. PS4 Pro launches, but on the other hand, I haven't heard anything about if it will benefit from the PS4 Pro. So some people may possibly be in for a disappointment with that. Didn't they only announce 15 games or so that was um, going to be supported by PS4, uh, PS4 Pro? Right, is it only those? I think only those that are going to come with it like automatically supported, um, but they're mostly new games like the Mass Effect Andromeda and whatnot. Oh, yes. Well, I yeah. suppose they have a month to get it together if they can to get a pro patch out uh, for last guardian i mean yeah. um but yeah but it'll take them two years to do it so. <laughs> that's true plus the two months delay from the after that oh, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> um let's see uh bethesda basically threw sony under the bus for mod support did you guys see that i i did actually uh brad uh, no what well, i don't understand why i mean like I, I, I'm the one who I think one of this podcast at least that uses PC gaming a lot. Um, yeah. I've never been a big mod guy, but I mean I have friends that do, and my nephew is a massive mod fan, and like they don't put any detriment to the experience. I have no idea why Sony would reject this entire community of people because I mean mods are essentially the community coming together to support a game they love. They work. People, some people work very hard and put very many hours in to create a mod for other people to enjoy this game that they enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, basically what ended up happening was um, Bethesda was like, well, we've been talking to Sony and Sony just won't do mods the way that they should. Mm. And Sony hasn't actually said anything at this point. So we don't know what the point of contention is. We don't know if it's a quality control thing because, you know, mods do have a tendency to crash stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if maybe, I mean, is Sony concerned that maybe somehow through one of these mods you might be able to hack into the system? I mean, I, I imagine that that would be, you know, quite cumbersome. I'm sure there's easier ways to do it. <laughs> but, it's quite a secure system. I think if if uh, any loophole could open up, that could be substantial. For example, on um, 3DS, you get loopholes that open up from some random game that nobody cares about apart from to buy it, to use it, to exploit the whole system. Um, yeah. So all it takes is one foot in the door. Well, yeah, we just saw it with the Vita, right? Somebody just cracked the Vita through a web browser or something. Wow. And yeah, after just, all these years, you see? Yeah. And all you had to do was go to like a specific URL and whatever code they were running on the website basically cracked the uh, Vita for you. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> so, really dodgy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah right i mean i um, wouldn't trust it if i was even into that scene yeah but um yeah it, it's kind of silly to not support mods at this point and it, it's kind of 
something I think we'll talk about in a little bit is like, what, what the hell is Sony doing? Because they're costing themselves goodwill hmm. at this point, you know? Especially given that um, Xbox already supports mods for Fallout 4 and Skyrim. And they, and they said, I think I remember reading that um, there's about 50 plus uh, approved mods. So they only accept mods on the thing that have been approved like through the system and going, okay, yeah, these ones can go onto the console. Um, okay. And apparently they get triple the amount of um, like usage as PC mods do, as in the triple the amount of people will use these mods because they're on console. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you see that with games on console as it is. If you manage to get your game published on a console or specifically on Vita, Vita was big on this, um, then you get all sorts of um, people looking at your game that wouldn't have looked at it before because on Steam you can't find anything. Yeah. There's so much, but there is a level of curation going on for the publishers, you know, for Sony and Microsoft to put stuff on their network. And so you, there is a certain level of quality you have to achieve to get on there for the most part. Um, but, but I suppose the big difference with mods, the thing that makes it so different for PS4 or any PlayStation system is how the the difference between mods and add-ons is huge. It's fundamental. So yeah. as much as Sony supports add-ons, things to improve and uh, move the game forward, uh, mods kind of exist in a bizarre, well, modifi- modification way. And um, aside from as- putting aside add-ons that change the game and sort of evolve it, like, for example, Destiny the Taken King, you've got the way the mods work, it changes it in whichever way you like. It's not a single progression. It's just all these different ways you can change the game. Um, so yeah. I, sort of the point I was getting to is they can be dramatic and inexplicable. Um, like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you guys feel about having more mods? And I, I mean the really crazy mods on um on ps4 i mean i I am all for mods um any game that wants to do mods like because uh the witcher also had a good amount of modding if i remember correctly um it was a little bit tougher but there was still a good amount on there and i'd love to see something like that you know if people want to mod stuff go for it you know disable the trophies whatever and just let people mod and also, okay. like, like people, ch- like it's not just like a slight quality of life thing. As is, somebody completely radically alter or improve the game. Like, and if you use this because you want to play a game differently or you want to enjoy this game more in different ways that you couldn't do otherwise, and if it adds more gameplay, more enjoyment out of games, I don't see any reason why. Like, provided they said this, the trophies are disabled and the mods are all approved, hence you can be slightly more sure they're secure. Then you know why the hell not. Yeah, I mean, you just put one of those because I mean, Sony's kind of mastered this art at this point of having like a little screen pop up, and instead of like twenty pages of information, it's like just so you know, this could break your game and it won't load properly or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So you throw one of those up there, and and that should take care of it. You should be pretty much set. Um, but I don't know if maybe I don't know maybe Sony doesn't want that. Like from Bethesda's point of view, it's like. They make a game every once, every three years or whatever. They want people to keep talking about their game and keep playing their game, you know? I don't know if maybe to Sony, increasing the longevity of something like Fallout 4 or Skyrim, which is freaking coming back of all things, mm-hmm. uh, is really advantageous to them. 
I don't know. I don't know if maybe there's like a weird businessy decision behind this too. Well, it does kind of save them. Well, it gives them the kind of PR similar to what an add-on would give, but it saves them the effort of actually making the add-on, but it also saves Sony the income from the add-on. Yeah. Uh, yep, yep. It goes both ways. But when you mentioned... Uh, what was it? You mentioned approval. Uh, Brad mentioned approval. Um, mm. That reminded me, on the Xbox One side with Fallout 4, uh, there was quite a bit of controversy at the start because... Uh, console modders had not not all of them some of them had taken a lot from the work of pc modders and put it in their own mods without properly attributing it and whether that be out of naivete or out of uh, pure theft uh, it's not clear Um, so i even in an approved mod process a lot of trouble a lot of gray areas come through yeah, I, I mean, modding has always kind of had that issue. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the sheer number of mods that intentionally replicate something that nobody has the right to. Like, Skyrim and, and Fallout have had Star Wars and Mass Effect and all this stuff that, I mean, you're not really supposed to be replicating this stuff in the game, you know? Um, and people have done that for forever. People have used each other's content without permission for forever. And I don't know if maybe on these platforms it's a little bit more difficult to um, suss out that somebody has stolen your stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I know just online, like modding various games, it's like somebody ends up using your stuff without permission. They pretty much like get blacklisted. (laughs) Everybody that mods is like talking about that person and they stole this stuff and they're not allowed to use it. And then they get taken off of whatever modding website and then nobody goes to their stuff, you know? So, yeah, I mean, well, and it's fitting, you know, but, um, maybe if, if it's on Xbox and PS4, I mean, that's another Avenue for people to hop on to go put these mods up that aren't allowed on other sites because they stole other creators content, um, without, you know, anybody really knowing about it. Kind of a backdoor, you know. Loophole. Yeah, exactly. Um, in other news, uh, let's see. Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, apparently, the male and female character choices are—they're um, actually siblings. They both exist in each other's story. Um, so, if you choose to be, you know, the male rider character, you will have a sister, and that sister is, you know, whatever character you didn't choose thoughts i'm not really sure how this is going to work i mean it works just saying it but easier said than done it seems to me uh the idea that you're going to be a world save galaxy saving hero out there doing stuff and then meanwhile someone else is stealing your thunder i don't know yeah yeah well i mean i don't know if maybe they'll just be every bit as heroic as you maybe it's a 50 50 split and it's not the story necessarily of your character, but of the two of you, and you're just part of it, mm. um, which could work. Um, I, I don't think it's that much uh, in, in the connection between them, because they did mention that they appear later in the story, as I think is the words that she said, which is oh, like, right. it sounds to me as if it's just like like, like a companion character or whatever in the previous game, uh, where it's just, yeah. it's just a character that's just there, you know, a side character that maybe will be constantly on your ship or whatever throughout the game to talk to and 
communicate with, but not a, not a pivotal part of the story as such, I don't think. Well, I, I think that's going to be the the side character guaranteed to die at the end, right? Oh, whoa. <laughs> don't say that. No, whoa. it's going to happen. Well, hey, I'm just being you, realistic you just here. It's dark. It, it is dark, but it's, I mean, this. it feels like this is the kind of thing, you know, if it was your faithful dog companion, you'd be like, the dog's going to bite it. Nah, it's like, never kill a dog. You've, you've got this story-driven uh, game, and I'm just, I'm saying, at some point, I, I mean, in the very first game, people died, and that was a major part of that game. It, it influenced the rest of the series, you know? So I feel like, odds are, your sibling's probably going to die by the end of this. Hmm. One of them. Well, maybe, maybe it'll be you, you know, maybe you go through this game and you have to choose which one of the siblings lives like you did at the end of the first mass effect. And you play the entire rest of the series as whichever one survived, you know? Oh, so you can save the one that you weren't playing. Oh, no, that that's big. Right. No, you have to have your shepherd. I know it's not shepherd, but you know, that's important. Right. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, they could they could get around that by having you create your sibling too. You know, oh. kind of like kind of like what Fallout 4 did. With the what? Yeah. Um, so you could do something like that um and maybe get around that and then that way you won't feel so, I don't know, attached. It won't feel quite as devastating. And you I I would have to say you'd have to have that choice to make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So you would do it knowing the consequences. That's very interesting. Just an idea. Yeah. Uh, it's very bold. I like it. Yeah. I was thinking oh, and, um, when you mentioned uh, that they would be out there doing things and uh, that you meet them later, I immediately thought of uh, Gary from uh, the first Pokemon games. And then I thought of Red from the later Pokemon games. You've got another hero who's out there doing things and you sort of hear their legend and you encounter them occasionally. That would be interesting. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. They show up he's kind of squad. reflective of you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they also revealed that in the first trailer, the uh, human that we saw at the beginning that did that like epic jetpack face punch to a Krogan or whatever that was. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's apparently their dad. All right. Um, Neo is finally releasing on February 9th of next year. And just to so, clarify, this is not the PS4 Neo. Yes, it's Neo N-I-O-H, right? The Dark Soulsy Samurai slash Ninja Gaiden thing, mm-hmm. um, which has been in development for like 10 years at this point. Yeah, it was originally so, for PS3, wasn't it? I think that was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think they announced it before the PS3 came out, if I remember. Um, so it's been in development for, yeah, about 10 years. So that's finally coming out. Um, I didn't actually play uh, either of the alpha or the beta. Did you guys? No. It's not really my genre, but I've heard a lot of people very uh, very much looking forward to this. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see uh, somebody else do a Dark Souls-y type game like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... It seems like it could be interesting. I, I I hope it's good, but you know, I'm a little concerned. Even just watching like some of the some of the footage, it seems a little janky in an old school, like yeah. early PS3 kind of way. It looks like a game that you can tell it was a game that's made for PS3. Like they've obviously done something to up, up the graphics or whatever, but it's the graphics are built for PS3. Like it it doesn't it's not a visually spectacular game. 
Um, yeah, and it's so, I think I'll be avoiding anyway because I'm I don't particularly like hard games. I don't I don't mind them. I'm not that bad a gamer, but I don't play games to get stressed out. So Dark Souls slash Ninja Gaiden crossover type thing is not my type of game. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I enjoy those games, but it takes so much time, and you feel like you're not making any progress. So it's like if I'm going to play a hard game, I prefer to play something that's hard and fast and if you die you come back pretty quickly you know the super meatball um, style yeah exactly you know i'd rather play something like that so that way at least i am just constantly going i'm not spending five minutes trying to get back to where i died last time or whatever you know um let's see the uh ps4 pro doesn't play 4k blu-ray i don't know if we went over this last week i don't think we did um because they hadn't really released that information yet i don't think mm. uh, i think it was there in the background but they hadn't given any official information like you said well this is one of those things that they sort of swept under the rug mm. they were talking about 4k video and youtube and netflix and then completely neglected that the blu-ray player won't play 4k conveniently glossed over that information in the uh... yep which means that in effect the ps4 pro pretty much won't be playing anything in actual 4k the games won't be playing in native 4k it's going to be like an up res uh magic or something um the youtube and netflix apps are probably going to be compressed in some way because that's just how streaming works most of the time um so the images i'm sure will still look phenomenal phenomenal and look better than you know 1080p but they're still going to be compressed and now the blu-ray is not going to play 4k so you don't even have that absolute 4K delivery method. People who are really, uh, really closely into their graphics, the kind of people who also know the difference between, uh, say, Dolby 5.1 and DTS, um, they'll they'll know the difference uh, between a 4k blu-ray and a 4k stream so for them to not have that option it kind of sweeps the ps4 pro off the table for them because they're just not given the option for the real top quality um source yeah especially with the name and the whole pro thing and it just seems like what what is it pro in at this point you know it's what is it though like, yeah they said this uh they've doubled the uh power of the gpu he's got an octa-core processor and yeah 4.2 teraflops whatever that means some mm-hmm. some technicals don't understand um but the, the thing is by the way they've gotten the blu-ray player if those that have a 4k tv and have 4k blu-rays are probably gonna already own a 4k blu-ray player that's um, fair enough yes that's, it's lots of people yeah. from like getting into 4k blu-rays but i think if you really wanted to commit that much to a 4k tv and 4k blu-ray anyway you would already have done it regardless of whether like it does give xbox a slight advantage in that it is now the cheapest blu-ray player on the market because it's cheaper than uh the xbox one s is cheaper than by like, any blu-ray player that's currently out there but oh, i don't think it's that big a deal breaker personally yeah and and the um s does actually do 4k blu-ray if i'm not mistaken mm, yeah i'm pretty sure that's true yep but yeah, I, I mean, I, I know I'm probably being a little bit too hard on this thing, but Jesus, Sony. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically our topic of the week this week. Mm. What What's up with Sony? Because um, it just seems like they're kind of not on the ball like they normally are. Um, 
they are kind of dropping the ball on this whole mod support thing. They are the one that's holding up the cross network play right now, which I mean, at this point we've been waiting on Sony for over a month, I think. Um, and the pro slash, um, slim event was kind of lackluster. Mm. So I was just wondering, is Sony maybe losing its touch a little bit? Dangerous, dangerous times. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's a little early to say, you know, all doom and gloom. I mean, this is not anywhere near the disaster that was like leading into the PS3. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, it just seems like something went wrong and whoever was really sitting at Sony and listening to everything, uh, maybe Adam Boys, I don't know, um, is is gone or, or hasn't been keeping up or something. I don't know. I think it's, it's odd. Oh, looks like I've always considered Microsoft to be the one that's all, um, only dealing with like their own pie, their own stuff. Um, that's it. But Microsoft were happy. Like they have said, they were willing to do cross network playing. Cause I think Sonic's, um, the makers of rocket league have said that Microsoft have agreed to it. Like preliminarily, it's just really waiting on Sony to come back to them because they want to create a, a three way cross play. And but, yeah, I, especially considering Sony have had uh, crossplay to P- P- uh, PC for quite a while, and like Final Fantasy XI, Rocket League, Final Fantasy XIV, a bunch of other games from years mm-hmm. ago had it. They're just not willing to cross to Microsoft, which I don't. Yeah, I can't really see that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. I can understand in the cross network play what Microsoft has to gain that Sony really doesn't, because you know. Sony has twice as many PS4s out in the wild right now as the Xbox One. So in that regard, I can kind of see where it might be advantageous for one and not the other. But it's just a kind of a goodwill thing that Sony has really been on top of their goodwill for the most of this generation. And now they're kind of dropping the ball on it. And Sony, I mean, um, Microsoft has been doing pretty well with it. I mean, Phil Spencer has been pretty much nailing all of that kind of stuff. They went and bought Minecraft and they were like, that's all right. Still going to show up on PlayStation and whatever else, you know, I mean, they, they seem to be really nailing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Microsoft is doing a lot to try and get popularity back, um, above other things. So it seems to be where Sony is focusing more on the business, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it's just, you know, a perspective thing. You know, this time around, Phil Spencer and Microsoft are kind of the underdog and, you know, they kind of have a scrappiness to them that Sony's obviously not going to have because they're not the underdog. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it seems like all of a sudden, I mean, E3 was going very well. Like, they killed it at E3 for the most part. And then just since then, it kind of fell apart. And like I said, I'm just saying, Adam Boys, I don't know where he went, but <laughs> I mean, I know, I know where he went. I was just saying. <laughs> like, I, I, I just said about like, um, goodwill thing. I think a lot of it is just, I said, fan service kind of thing, and that, um, Sony have always been very good for that. But last couple, I think it's, it's more relative in that Microsoft have been doing really well to earn that back. Um, yeah. they've been working extra hard for it, and like, Sony is still on not goodwill. It's just like in, it's in comparison to what Microsoft has been doing the last few months with stuff like that, um, uh, Windows Eight or Windows Ten, sorry, like Xbox crossover and things like the cross network play and various things like that. that they're doing yeah. 
and especially some of the recent games with gold games have been very good. But whereas Sony have been doing it, Sony have had a consistent over the last few years. Um, yeah, and they're still semi consistent, like maybe slight, maybe slightly resting on their laurels a bit because of the lead they've got over Xbox. But it, yeah, it's I mean, a shame. Microsoft is definitely in the kind of position where, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, Microsoft is doing great. Both consoles are doing great compared to last gen yeah um but they definitely are in a noticeably inferior position to the ps4 right now and this is definitely the kind of situation where if you've got to spend a little bit of extra money you have to get that goodwill so it's obvious i think to see that kind of effort from them whereas uh, sony is maybe even the opposite where we're probably a little bit harder on them because they're at the top yeah you know like I keep, keeping a position is harder than gaining a position. Absolutely, and, and I mean that's obviously something that we've always benefited from too. You know, whenever there is an underdog, that's where you you see the you know Xbox 360, and they kind of nailed everything because they needed to. You know, so I just uh, remembered that I don't think we've covered the new PlayStation 4 camera. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, um, the sort of cylindrical thing. Yeah. I think it's the same, just in a much smaller form factor. Yeah, it's supposed to be smaller, and then the stand is supposed to be um, better for adjusting it, Okay, I think. Uh, so that way, theoretically, it's supposed to help with um, setting up the VR, because mm-hmm. that way it's going to be easier to adjust. Um, I don't know if either of you have one of the older um, PlayStation cameras. Um, the, the thing is kind of... It's it's a really poor like literally the stand is just a um a long bar with the hinge in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so it just kind of like you, you can bend it in half or whatever, but it's really just a lit like a piece of plastic with hinges in it. It doesn't really do anything and it's not great for supporting it. I, I literally have the stand is attached. I I don't even think you can detach it. And it's just I have it sticking out straight behind the thing because it's completely useless. <laughs> Is that, is that a PS4 camera? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, not that I think. Yeah. I didn't have one of those. <laughs> I, I, got, I got a PS3i um, a couple of months ago solely to complete Burnout Paradise because it has two trophies related to taking a picture. Uh, doesn't work. Yeah. The eye worked. <laughs> Went on the dashboard, like registered it fine, but Burnout Paradise refuses to accept it. Oh, boy. Oh. Yep. So that, uh, that Platinum is just waiting for those two trophies, including all DLC, all completed except for that. So I can't take a bloody picture of myself. Did you buy the camera used? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was so the camera works fine. I'm one of the like the dash the XBM. Is, uh, what, wait, is, wait. is it just the game's too old? That no, it's, in, it's just it's apparently a bit dodgy. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like uh, that was the only camera I've ever owned PlayStation. It did not do me well. So I've been eyeing up getting one of the PS4 cameras, mostly to be honest, mostly so I could play the Playroom. <laughs> but because um, yeah. if we look at it, there's not a lot of other games since that have used it they've obviously set up for vr but they really haven't taken advantage of it um in any case um what would you what do you think about if it's worth getting the old one for a cheap price or getting perhaps the new one i don't know i I, it honestly kind of depends on that stand um and whether or not you're going to have vr i think because 
I've got the old one Mm -hmm. and I don't really use it very much. I I mean, I could see the appeal of using it if you're um, into streaming and stuff. Yeah. Um, But there it's other than that, I don't really use it for much. Um, And the voice commands and whatever you can use through the um, controller headset. So you don't even actually need it for that. Um, And God, I don't think anybody uses it for voice commands anyways. (laughs) So, (laughs) but um so you could definitely get the old one um but i think it's probably it's probably worth it if you're going to get the vr to get the newer one that's probably adjusting better but uh, we'd have to obviously see how well that works because if the stand is supposed to be a lot better and it's just more crap like this obviously just get the old one Uh, and i'm sure you can probably get the old one for probably 30 bucks now yeah that they're a good price now i just i mean obviously the amount that they're going for now, it's not really any um, any trouble out of the wallet. It's just, a, it's what, a tenth of the console. So. But I mean, uh, the reason I'm not getting it is because I'm sure it will just become another piece of clutter if I uh, get it and I don't use it. Um, as, I, as I look to the side at my bookcase filled with peripheral crap I don't uh, use. The peripherals <laughs> take up too much space. The discs, at least, you can stack them and box them. Yeah. But the... I, I'm I'm still undecided about VR. Um, what the group put out last week about the option of getting that instead of the PS4 Pro, and then thinking about how much more use that sort of made the appeal rise in my head in some obscure way. I just thought it's much more value for money for the price it's going, but um, I'm still undecided on that. Yeah, uh, VR is still very. I think it's still a price point. Um, Everything I've seen about VR makes me want it more, though. Because I've, I've never actually had a VR headset on. Mm. But I know I've got people that have like the cheaper versions of it, or I've tried the like the Rifts and Vives. Um, and mm. no, I've never met a person that said, "No, nah, the VR was average." Like it's yeah. never a thing you hear. Um, but if I then again, if I did buy VR, I'd probably get the Vive because I have this power computer. I got a decent PC, so I'd probably use that. That's true, but isn't it much more expensive than the PS VR, which is obviously a budget option? Uh, yeah, slightly Twice as much. <laughs> I think the Vive is uh, 800 right? But it comes with um, two motion controllers. And, and uh, a lighthouse. And it, yeah, and it's, and it's obviously got um, all sorts of other stuff to track your motion and whatever, too. So it's a, it's a lot more precise, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it, the reason I brought up the PlayStation camera's new model um, new and improved model is I was thinking when you think about some of the things Sony have done, such as releasing a new improved controller, new model camera, and obviously uh, improved uh, PS4 standard model, and then the the fairly ambitious uh, double GPU um, PS4 Pro. All of that leading into the question. What is it that you would like to see from Sony? What so most of all, one what's one thing you would like to see from Sony now, which would perhaps go some way towards rectifying the problem we all um feel about it? I think it's kind of a soul thing. Like it, it's not even really um the product that Sony's putting out. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there was necessarily anything wrong with the slim or the PS4 Pro. I understand why those products exist. I understand where it's a smart business decision. I think they kind of got outflanked by Microsoft. I think Microsoft is in the superior position. But I think the problem that they are kind of having right now is 
more of an image thing. Um, it's, you know, like I, I just wrote up the article for the for firmware and, you know, the video starts, this is for the players. And it's like, I watched that entire hour long meeting and it was not, I mean, they showed gameplay footage, but it was kind of boring. Mm. Um, and they've, um, got these, this problem with the mod and the cross network play. And neither of those are very player first, uh, stances, you know? Yeah. Um, and so even though it's kind of their mantra right now, their motto, um, they just, you know, in the past month and a half, just don't seem to have been embracing it. I was going to say Premiere yeah, basically the same thing, and that it's, you can you can definitely tell that, as I said, it, it's a problem that you. It seems like a silly problem, but it's a problem that you notice just more and more. Like just the, the small things that they do, or the way they say things, or present their shows and things, you can tell there's just it almost feels like a different air compared to even just six months ago. And it, it, I'd yeah. like to I'd like to see them just 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 do something to remind us that they do still love because as far as i can tell sony do still love the love love the playstation they love the gaming community um mm -hmm. i just want i'd like to see another show of that yeah, yeah i sure. think i think that meeting could have been helped a lot if you swapped out um one or the other of the two people there with uh was sean layton right that's his name um the other guy that's uh, at the press conferences he's uh Kojima. i can't remember no, 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 no! <laughs> yeah, that that would be awesome. <laughs> we we would need a, a translator, but I'd I'd sit through that an hours long uh, show of whatever he's working on. <laughs> um, no, no, no! I'm talking about um, he's the head of Worldwide Studio something or other, not Shu, the guy who has like the same title as Shu. Okay. Um, I I think it's Sean Layton. Um, but I believe. He, he was um he was huge at E3 and you know he he was talking about how awesome it was to walk out on stage with a a whole orchestra playing you in and whatever. Oh yes, I remember that that guy. Yeah. Um that guy like you know you look at Andrew House and at E3 every year he's you know he's pretty stern-faced anyways, you know. Mm -hmm. Um and that's fine for a little bit of the show, but I think you know that guy comes out and he's got a smile on his face. He's having a good time. He always seems like that now, you know, I mean, he was nervous at first, like a couple of years ago or whatever, but you know, I think that kind of personality needs to be on display. Yeah. Like I uh, just a, a figurehead that, I mean, it's, it's almost like a liaison between the community and the business side of it. Like I know mm -hmm. they are to the business side, but it, someone that has the face of I'm one of you guys that also yeah. has to work here <laughs> and as, as I, represent, is, I represent you in this company which is what phil spencer does and in yeah. shu too like when shu is out there you know that he he makes decisions based on what's best for us for the most part you know um it, it, you just didn't really feel that at the meeting it's like it it almost feels like they forgot we were going to be watching and thought it was literally just going to be the press you know, and they knew that we were going to be watching. They just kind of acted like they just forgot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, I think that's enough um, of giving Sony a hard time. We still love you, Sony. It's okay. You hit a rough patch. It happens. Guns in 10 um, instead. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's get into releases this week. Um, we've, this is a really, really long list. Um, I don't think we'll spend a whole lot of time on most of them. Um, we'll maybe talk about a couple of notable items. Um, coming out on digital and retail, uh, these are all going to be PS4 unless otherwise noted. Um, you've got the Bioshock collection. Um, are either of you guys interested in that? I played my Xbox. Like I played one or two on Xbox, and I know I own Infinite on PS4, so I'm probably not going to bother picking them up again. They, I think they might be um, backwards compatible, I think, um, on Xbox One. So if you have them, I don't know that you really need to bother picking it up again if you've got them on Xbox. Mm. Um, obviously, we don't have that luxury. Mm. Um, there's uh, NASCAR Heat Evolution, which I imagine you guys are probably not fans of. <laughs> No, I didn't think so. Um, we've got NBA 2K17, which I'm sure is probably just another great entry in the 2K NBA games. Um, mm. NHL 17. Uh, you've got Pez 2017. Any yeah. either of you follow? Well, that's, that's a whole lot of sports. Yeah, Pez is yeah, the know, uh, the very English on the one on the list, but unfortunately, uh, no, not me. Yeah, I've never been much of a sports player. I mean, I played the old FIFA game, but nothing uh, particularly follow. Yeah, I mean, I I used to love playing basketball and it's my favorite sport or whatever, but I don't even really know what there is to talk about about two K seventeen because it's like they just kind of come out and nail it every year. So, and they'll just keep doing that. See, I'm, I'm sure they're great. I'm sure they're amazing. Like, I mean, I think NBA is one of those series that I've heard that's just people constantly enjoy. Like, yeah. like you play and you go, yeah, this is what I expected, and I'm, I'm enjoying that. Yep, yep. They pretty much nail it every year. It's such a, they've just got the package down, and so every now and then, you know, every year they'll add like a really minor feature, and it'll just make the game that much better every like, year. But like, they yeah. they have no competition, you know. So you go into you know looking at what this game is, and it's there's nothing to make you think that it's anything less than great. For the most part, nothing broken or anything. Um, we've got uh, Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness, um, which is a PS4 and Vita game. Um, if Psychopaths is supposed to be a big hit, but I don't really follow it. Yeah. Um, and then we've got, so I don't know if this is Meek Q Labyrinth of Death or just Meek, um, yeah. but it's a, uh, well, <laughs> apparently it is. Um, they did. They refused to um, give it a, a rating in Australia, so it's essentially banned. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's another one of those um, Vita games where the entire cast is made up of young women slash girls, and there is a lot of uh, suggestive touching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and actually, from what I understand, a lot of the touching in this game is not even really suggestive. It's just pretty blatant. Wasn't there, um, wasn't there that other game where you had to motivate your f girls to fight or something? Yeah, the Wait. criminal girls. Yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, though, like the criminal girls, from what I understand, is like semi-tame. Like there's like spanking going on, and that's about it. Whereas this game, from what I understand, is like legitimate, like fondling and whatever. Um, 
Oh, what has happened yeah. to this podcast? But, I don't know. I, I'm not going to lie. I might have to download this game just to be like, what the hell is this? Oh, and how... Any reasoning you can give, huh? But for research yeah, purposes, of course. Totally for research purposes. Um, uh, anyway, so that's for Vita only. Um, and then yeah. for digital, um, all of these, again, are going to be P- PS4 unless otherwise noted. We've got um, Dead Rising Triple Bundle. Um, and I guess the original... Dead Rising is actually going to be at retail. Um, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. Um, I think we covered that before. Did you have anything to add to it, Brad? Uh, no, I mean, they were, they were fun games. Like, I'm glad to see them popping to PS4. Like, popping yep. to PlayStation side because like, they, they were a kind of enjoyable zombie massacring game you just hang out in. Mm. Yeah, it's a great like, game to fart around in. Um, just as a note, it's not the trilogy. It doesn't include Dead Rising Three. It's um, the original Dead Rising, Dead Rising Two, and Dead Rising Two off the record. Um, we've also got Don't Starve Together coming out, um, which is the co-op version, I guess, of Don't Starve. I think it's up to four players that can Don't Starve together. Um, Good grammar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. I'm pro like that. Um, it, it does. Yeah. It does I'm, a, I'm a real pro. Okay. <laughs> not like, not uh, like PlayStation 4. You're a real pro. Yes, absolutely. Um, so are you, either of you interested in that? Uh, I, I was actually, cause I, I do, I do love the co-op game. I think social gaming is probably my favorite part of gaming. Like I have a friend yeah. that I always play games with. Um, and that looks like the kind of game that's just, even just for two people is just, uh, it's just the kind of game you really enjoy and sink time into. It looks very difficult, though. Yeah, I, um, the original was pretty difficult. And I think the original makes it perfect. Um, the difficulty kind of makes it perfect for, like, a co-op game. Because, like, when you are working perfectly with somebody, that's great. And you can accomplish even more stuff. Um, and so you get even more satisfaction out of that. Um and then at the same time, it sets up incredible opportunities for griefing, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I had I, some experience playing Magicka 2 with a friend. Where it's kind of thing, because yeah. like, I'll do it on the highest difficulty because it's a trophy. Um, and it's kind of thing, it's, it's similar to the side where if you work together, you can feel how, you can feel how well you're working and how, how good it feels to play the game that well. But as soon yeah. as one thing goes wrong, you can see it just go to... Spiral. <laughs> it goes to pot. Yeah. Um, but I do. I, I would probably recommend that. Not having played this version, um, Don't, Don't Starve is a fantastic game. If you're into, like, if you like that kind of survival crafting type game, uh, Don't Starve is probably at the very top of that list. Um, only a handful, I think, are probably in that category. Um, you've, yeah, I, I played it for a couple of months i've actually <laughs> i've got the original on the ps4 and i've got the game saved and they the trophies are like really simple because clay does not like a, the achieve the idea of achievements um and so they made them completely linear and you just have to you know survive x number of days and it's cumulative over playthroughs um ah. but for it to but for it to register you have to fail so right now I've got this perfect setup and I've lived enough days in this one playthrough to unlock almost all of the trophies except for like one or two, which are like you have to go into this secret realm and save somebody there. Um, so I've got this great setup so that I can do that. I just need to find the doorway. So the question is, at some point, will I go back and play it and find that doorway? Should I just hop in there and die so I get 80% of the trophies instead of 100 
That sounds wicked. You gotta go for it all yeah. or nothing. You, you're already committed to it. You gotta go all or nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, we've also got uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition Two coming, um, which I imagine will be pretty awesome. I haven't played it yet, um, but I'll almost certainly download that. Have you guys played uh, that one or the original? Uh, not really. Yeah. I've played Pac-Man, but yeah, not really. <laughs> well, I, I meant the uh, Championship Edition. Uh. I I I've never been a Pac-Man fan. Too much uh, too too much pill popping electronic music for me. Bring a flashback. Yeah. Um, the original championship edition was a lot of fun. Um, it was almost like a part arcade game, part puzzle game, um, trying to figure out like the ideal path. Cause it was so crazy and hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I have to check that one out. Cause if that's anything like the first one, it should be pretty good. Um, mystery chronicle, uh, one way heroics. Yeah. I think this is a mystery dungeon game. Pretty cool. I I don't know what mystery dungeon is. Oh, um, sort of like don't starve kind of rogue uh, game, but less hardcore and more RPG. Less uh, so less hardcore. I, it, this was actually the game on the list that I was most interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so just before I forget, it's a uh, cross by Vita and uh, PS4. Um, but so the premise of the game is basically that the world is ending from mm-hmm. left to right. And so there's this wall of light chasing you through each level, um, through each quest, basically. Okay. And so the hero has to basically keep moving right or die. Um, and it's a kind of a semi-fast-paced uh, RPG where you're like, keep moving to the right to make progress. But if you stop to fight or whatever, that um, wall of death catches up with you. So you have to like balance whether or not it's worth your time to stop and fight or to get um, other items out of a chest or what have you. Um, Mm -hmm. So far, it seems pretty interesting. I've only played um, two quests, which were pretty short. It took me all of maybe 10 or 15 minutes between the two of them. Um, So I'll play more of that and let you guys know how it is. Okay. I've just, uh, a minor correction, I've just realized it's a spin-off of the Mystery Dungeon series, not an entry in. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was going to say, I haven't even been in a dungeon yet. So um, we've got Rive coming. Uh, I have no idea what that is. Uh, Unholy. The time, and then looking at it and seeing what it is and then always forgetting anyway. I've yeah. looked at yeah. it about three times and forgetting, forgotten every time. Platform shoot them up. Okay. Yeah, it's a. I don't know what it is. There was, like I said, there's a lot this this week. Um, we've got Unholy Heights coming, um, which is some kind of uh, jokey something or other about hell and something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Hot Shots Tennis, uh, the PS2 game, I guess, is coming. Um, we've got Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Um, Worlds of Magic Planar Conquest, um, which just sounds like all the magiciest things you can say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the classic game Mahjong is coming. That one's a real hit. How, how um, did they, if that is the whole name, how did they get the, uh, <laughs> the, the license to that? Yeah. Well, I mean, like like we said earlier, we were talking before, um, it's basically like calling your game chess. 
Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know that you can trademark or copyright that. I don't know how you're supposed to be able to tell the difference between one mahjong and another, but I don't think you can protect it either. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just my supposing. I, I'm not a pro at that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, calling your game mahjong. Come on, mahjong something. And it doesn't even have an edge on it. it there's no hook. There's no twist. Mahjong yeah. Super Mahjong Edition. Yeah. Well, right. There have been previous Mahjong edi- uh, games on PS3, I think. Mm-hmm. But they had more interesting names. Well, you like Mahjong before? Well, how about more Mahjong? Yeah. Uh, um, Archi- Arcade Archives Kiki Kai Kai. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what that is, uh, but uh, apparently it's an arcade semi-classic of some kind apparently. that I've never heard of. There are a lot of arcade archives games, and they seem to be popular for trophy hunters. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine so. I thought everyone on site just really liked old games. Yeah, uh, that's why... Yeah, nostalgia. I'm sure we'll see that pop up in the friend feed as a before too long. Yes. Yep. You'll yep. see it pop up grey and green. <laughs> um. All right. So that's it for releases this week. Uh, how about PS Plus for September? Um, we've got for the PS4 um, Journey and Lords of the Fallen. Um, for PS3, we've got Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, and Datura. Vita has Amnesia Memories. And finally, on all of those, we have uh, Badland. Did you have anything to say on these, Brad? I think um, we've been pretty clear about it. Yeah, I think you mentioned before that when uh, they was announced. But yeah, I mean, it's quite, I'm quite happy with this list. Like Journey I already own. Uh, I've yet to play it because it's one of those games I really want to play, but I want to commit time to it because I feel like it has, yeah. has to be an experience. And yeah. I want to like be able to say, okay, I've got five hours here. I want to experience this world, like, and immerse them entirely in it. And yeah, I but try and do it soon while the it. servers are very busy. Yeah, probably yeah. a good shout actually for the trophies. Um, Lords of the Fallen looks again as a the Dark Souls ish. From what I've heard, is like Dark Souls light, like a discount version with various flaws to it. So I'll probably mm-hmm. pass that. But Prince of Persia, Forgotten Sands looks great. Uh, I want to play that because I have the trilogy. So, yep. And I, I, of course, the reason I stopped halfway through Warrior Within wasn't because I suck and can't beat a boss. <laughs> I was just waiting for this to come out, you see, on PS. Oh, oh so okay. I fill in the story gap. So and you yeah. were playing this before Warrior Within? I mean, you want to play this before Warrior Within? Sure, that, before I finish Warrior Within, that's why I stopped halfway, you see. Um, well, yeah, he wants to get the full context of the ending of the Warrior Within. You know, <laughs> there might be plot points. Exactly. The um the story of Forgotten Sand is set before Warrior Within. It's supposed to bridge the gap, but yeah. it's just a filler. <laughs> is it? So it doesn't actually bridge anything. It just fills. It's just it's just in this time zone. Well, I I played it years ago, and I reread the plot synopsis, and anything that happens in the plot synopsis has nothing to do with any of the other trilogy games. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Datura, I mean, Datura also be playing. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Thoughts on Datura? Looks good. Uh, from what I see, it's like a two-hour completion. Seems like a, a standard visual novel-looking type thing of like uh, graphically. Uh, it, it seems alright. Are, are you talking about Amnesia? No, no, Detura. It's like a three D uh, exploration. Yeah, but it's in like all that the cutscenes and stuff have the same thing where it pops up the character ah. and 
the kind of that kind of style of game. But cool, yeah, it looks right. I'll, I'll still be picking up. I'll definitely pick up. hope you enjoy it. Thank you. I I have no Vita though, so I was, and I'll be staying well away from Badland with that like 0.5 percent completion. Right <laughs> is that has that stuck after release? I it's still really low. Oh dear. Yeah, so if you really, really, really want a lot of TT points, um, yeah. maybe you could do that. <laughs> 315 have the game. One has completed it. Wow. <laughs> that, that's a hell of a ratio. If you can get it, though, that's worth a whole 13,500 true trophies points to you. Yeah. Right yeah. Look, nice. I'm looking at some of the uh, friend feed people I have on my list that have done Super Meat Boy and uh, yeah. <laughs> waiting for them to get started on that one. Yeah, that's a uh, 3k plat, 17.6 ratio. I don't think I've got anything even half that. Yeah, I'm not in a million years would I try. I, I can't. If I started that game, I, I would kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is below Super Meat Boy, though, so Super Meat Boy is at 17.78 ratio. Ah, uh, it's got it's, a lot more players. It's only 17.63, so it's easy. It's because yeah. only 300 players have played it. True. I mean, tracked <laughs> on site. No, no, out uh, of uh, the entire world, only three hundred players. Yeah, two trophies is everything. You know that. It's the entire world. Yeah, that, that's that's mm. why I'm like number ten in the world in some games. And I can claim yeah. that. What now? Well, so I think that's about it for us. Um, before we go, um, what have you guys been playing? Um, so I have, I'm looking at my notes. I've been playing a game called Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go. Um, really? Yeah, you Is guys heard good? of that? Um, I think I may have read it once or twice. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I'm, I haven't been playing that. Someone's just graffitied my notes. Hey, um, if you're going to put a Google Drive that's open edit, I'm going to mess with it. Okay. <laughs> you can't just leave the in front of me like that. He, I he, think that's he ignored the line that written down. Just saying, that was the more important one. <laughs> yeah apparently i played hannah montana too so i thought that was definitely true i'm sure um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> i have played um so i mean i took a bit of a break from trophies i've been playing uh, i assume i'm allowed to talk about xbox games um Boom. never well if it's any consolation i've been trying to finish these games so that i can come back to my trophy hunts and uh yeah well, I've, Clear your I've completed Halo 3 ODST recently after about seven years. Um, wow, nice. So you actually, you mean completed, um, yeah. like 100%ed? Yeah. That's, I had only that, one trophy left for, for years. At one achievement. Yeah. Let's see, that's, that's the Freudian select. <laughs> it's, it's, is it that um, it's the four-player co-op with Iron or whatever? That was fun. Um, I did that one five times. The vid something? Yeah. What, 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 was that, that what it was? I had no. done that years ago which is probably part why it's so bad it was just a regular firefight and actually probably the easiest one the one where you get loads of vehicles and sparks wow, it was a blast to play it was brilliant to play again um yeah. it took me a short while to get back to the controls and then just had loads of fun um i'm glad to shelve it though and, and say it's done um yeah. the other thing the other halo i've been playing is halo wars again i did all the difficult achievements years ago um i just have to boost the uh online which is general it's really bad i mean i i love the game a lot but i'm thinking of the a point needs to come off because it's just a really unjustifiable grind yeah um, but i have one more match which i'm hopefully going to do tomorrow and then that's it i'm done with that game 
Um, yeah, I was um, I was listening to the uh, most recent TA podcast, and um, <clears throat> apparently the new uh, Forza Horizon had an achievement that was sort of like that, very long and grindy, I think. Hmm. Um, and they actually got rid of it in the latest one because because that that kind of shit is just not okay. <laughs> You're just tainting a good experience with uh, yeah these kinds of things. Well, I I feel like. Well, this is the question of multiplayer trophies. Um, I saw recently on, uh, this is a bit of a unwarranted shout out, but I saw recently on the True Gaming Network YouTube that mm-hmm. they did a, a short de- debate about uh, multiplayer trophies and the effect that they, I think they called it multiplayer achievements, but the effect they have on the games and um, worth a listen if you're uh, looking for something else. Yeah, it's um, fun. It- it starts with a fantastic story. Uh, it's kind of hysterical and kind of sad at the same time. Mm. Um, so other, other than that, one more Halo game, I promise there's an end to this. Um, <laughs> Halo Anniversary, which I, again, I did a lot of it, but then I got stuck on um, the library level, which some of you may know. Um, Not the library. On Legendary. Um, and that just, the flood just keep constantly coming at you and, and they just... It's overwhelming, but I went at it. I spent a bit of time to sort of get to know the level, and I eventually finished that level. Uh, I'm on. I think I've done the next level, and I'm working on the last couple. Uh, so I'm hoping to get that wrapped up and finished. I'm not going to touch that. I don't ever want to touch the Halo Master Chief Collection. So after this, it's just going to be new games, from, new Halo for me, hopefully. Um, yeah. And then the last two games I've been playing. I, I, I've been playing a lot of games, um, old games recently, but it's because I'm trying to finish them all, and all of them, the end is in sight. So, yeah. um, the last two are multi-platform, which is a good thing for um, for people who've never played Xbox, they can relate better. Um, Resi 5, uh, just finishing up the multiplayer, and Ghost Recon Future Soldier, I finished the grind finally, and uh, I'm just enjoying the campaign and co-op. So that's fun. Yeah, well, so did you you enjoyed it though? Yeah, I love that game. It's you can go invisible, you can customize your sniper rifle and you know, it's it's brilliant. And in co-op it's just fantastic. You can communicate and coordinate. It's brilliant. Good. So, Brad, what have you been playing? Um, I haven't played a few actually. I picked up the latest DLC for Tabletop Racing, the last month's was it the month four mm-hmm. PS Plus game. Really fun game. Uh Good DLC as well. They had like fifty percent more tracks and stuff, uh, more events and things to it. So, because I, I really liked it, it was a really fun micro machine style um, little car in a big world game. Hmm. I, I definitely recommend that if anyone picked it up on PS Plus and haven't tried it. It's a great arcade racer, which I enjoyed. Um, I'm playing a lot of Borderlands pre sequel uh, with a friend of mine. Finally, around to that, you get to play yeah. some trap. It is the greatest thing I've ever... I, I had no idea until I booted the game. I was going for the character, I was like, oh, he looks cool, you know, oh, look, Athena from Tales from the Borderlands. And then I got to the end, I was like, found my character. <laughs> have you yeah. played all of the Borderlands 2 DLC? Uh, I have not, no. I mean, we, I picked up the Game of Year edition recently as well, because it was on uh, sale on Steam, hmm. I think I picked it up with a friend. Um, I'm going to play through that after, but I've already started pre-season. That's my, that that's my problem. I'm not touching any further borderlands games until i eventually finish that but it's, I don't it's, know it's when. a pre-sequel so it's a prequel so <laughs> yeah but my, my, my theory yeah. is that i can't spoil anything because it's before the timeline i think it is largely spoilery isn't it because it's it features the main antagonist of borderlands 2 
Ajax. Yeah, but it it sets him up to be the villain of two, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess. It, but it's giving him justification that he wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, I mean, it could potentially foreshadow something rather mm. heavily. Um, but but those are the kinds of things that I think you tend not to notice until you have a reason to notice it. Yeah. You know? Okay. It's it's so more a different like a perspective wink. of enjoying it. Yeah, it's kind of the the wink without the nudge. You know, that mm. that's how that kind of stuff tends to manifest. So unless you're looking for the wink, you're not going to notice. Um, would be my guess. Uh, I haven't actually played the pre sequel. And also, um, a lot but, of stuff in the pre sequel like is done quite well in the like the friend interface and um, just the the way the enemies ramp up with your friends. Yeah. Like they don't just about right. Um, stuff like they pick up money and it goes to both of you and. Um, yeah. different things like that. It actually it feels like one of those games that are smooth, more, like designed with multiplayer in mind, mm. which, which feels nice. Yeah. Uh, also, I, other things I'm playing, um, Minecraft. I've, I treated myself to this. I had it on, it's free C7 on PC. I, I, I love that game. But yeah. I, it was on sale recently, and I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm getting this on PS4. And I, I, I always forget until I have to play it how relaxing it is just chilling in this world and doing whatever the hell you want because I, I i do nothing useful like most people go mining and collect materials and build stuff i literally just shape the world around me like i turned all the glass the floor around my house into like stone slabs and made like a pathway and i built a lovely little pier with a working dock and i was all very <laughs> all just such useless things even for trophy slayer but i was like i need a game where i just treat my to, to myself yeah just have a game where i just i live in this world and i'm relaxing and I'm enjoying it and Minecraft's perfect for that. Hmm. Plus, also got so many title updates, plenty of trophies if you want them. Uh, and of course, the only game I'm always playing is Rocket League. I've put in, I think on Steam, I'm up to 350 hours, and nice. I probably got over double that on a PS4. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've played something like seven, six thousand games. <laughs> You must have the full completion now, all the trophies. 100%. Oh, I. the problem is that since the last update, I moved more onto PC um, oh. than PS4 because it's one of those games where I didn't notice the difference until I went to PC. And, like, because the frame rate is slightly... The fr- FPS is slightly higher on PC. Mm-hmm. It's one of those games where the very minute differences, like, you really feel. And so I'm playing less on PS4. But I have the certified item that's almost leveled. I've just got to do it. Okay. One thing that's curious, actually, but with the new thing, now they've introduced trading, and also Rumble. Rumble's amazing. But with trading, could I just trade someone a veteran uh, item and then they get the trophy, or do they have to trigger the the trigger the uh, veteranness themselves? So I noticed you're you're still upset that you haven't got a certified item yet. (laughs) I I played, when it came out, I played pretty much a day, and I got nothing. (laughs) So... That's just not a good reward system, is it? No, they're rare items. Like, um, I think I've had about three in quite a few, like, yeah. many, many, many games since the, since the update. So they're quite rare. Like, I have, they just skipped I have the lesson on reward system. <laughs> they had it perfect to begin with, because um, in the base game, there's so many items, and you just are constantly getting rewarded, and now yeah. it's all screwed up. Well, yes and no. Like... They're more just optional extra rewards. Like, once you've got all the items, they could have put nothing in. That's the mm. thing. Like, once you've got all the items, you could get nothing. But this is something that you you have a small chance of getting. And also, uh, with this recent update, they had the Rumble Mode, which is so fun. Anyone mm. that hasn't gone to try it yet, they should. It was It's much better than I was expecting. Like, the power-ups, there's just things like grappling hooks and plungers and freezing the balls. Wow. 
yeah, they added like I think ten power ups, and they all do really cool things like teleporting between you and opponents, and just lots of really fun stuff. There's a magnet. Uh, there's spikes which stick to your car, so you drive into the board, it just sticks you like a porcupine. Wow. <laughs> but like, actually, so much more fun than I was expecting. Do try that if you haven't done that yet. Definitely mm. worth the effort. Hmm. Maybe yeah, I'll have to jump in. Um, well, so I finally got the platinum for No Man's Sky. Hey. Oh my god! Yeah, um, if if you're gonna play No Man's Sky, just like set it to private or something. Don't go for the trophies, uh, <laughs> unless unless you're more for the um, you know, if you just want to get the trophies and you're not concerned about get getting all of the trophies because yeah. you can get eighty percent of them pretty organically. Um, but one of the trophies requires you to find every species of life on a planet, mm-hmm. and so. Not only can there be um, different species from different strata of life, so you've got, you know, pre- uh, predators and things that walk around on on the plains, and then you've got some that like hang out in caves or um, fly or whatever, and so it can be a little bit tough to find those. Um, but it can also vary in like frequency that you'll see them, um, and and in some instances. It can be almost impossible to actually find them. It's usually very hard to find the last one anyways. But um, like, for instance, on one planet, there was like these swarms of bugs on the surface of the planet, and Mm -hmm. they just naturally get hostile to anything that comes near it. And so I was looking for a predator, and the nature of predators is that they tend to hang out alone, and they attack you know anything that they can see from a pretty far distance and so i'm pretty sure that i could never find that predator because anytime i got within range of one before i could find it it attacked these swarms of bugs that overwhelmed it and killed it so can't you scan dead things though you can but the um marker for where they are disappears oh so you have to to watch it watch it happen Right. So unless I knew where it died to begin with, I wouldn't be able to find it. Because, I mean, the scanner tracks probably, you know, five minutes worth of a walk away from your ship, (laughs) you know? So I would never be able to find it. Um, I did manage to do it 10 times to finish off the trophies. Um, That was really the only one that was pretty bad. Um, The rest of them were fairly easy. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's almost like a multiplayer, um, trophy trying to get that because it's like, by the time you have the opportunity to get it or whatever, um, it, you know, the chance it might be remote or whatever that you could even possibly find it. And so again, I don't know that I would recommend it unless you really like, for me, I, I would look around for them while I was listening to the podcast so I could edit it, you know? So it was just something mindless to do while I was doing other stuff. I I, th- um, I think it's always nice to have something like that, though. A game where you... Because, I mean, I, I watch a lot of YouTube, and I always make sure mm-hmm. I have games that I play, and I have games that I don't have to pay attention to, that I can, like, watch YouTube to do other things and just have it on and just doing your thing. Like, I always think it's important to have those... At least one of those games ready for, for yeah. you to do things. And in that regard, I, I don't necessarily have one of those right now, and we're recording a podcast, and so I'm not sure what I'm going to do while I'm listening to this one, but I'll figure something out. And something probably more entertaining and less frustrating than trying to find a needle in a giant planet-sized haystack. Wait a second, um, we're, we're recording a podcast. What? When did this happen? What? It's, it's, it's um, mature achievements, right? Yeah. Um, so, aside from that, uh, I played Overcooked with my wife. Um, she doesn't play a whole lot of games. I mean, she plays some here and there. Um, 
and it's been a freaking blast. It's um, got all of that addicting quality of a game where you just like you come just shy of getting you know the perfect rating or whatever, and you're like, I'm, I got to do it again. I got to get this. Except you can do it with a friend, you know, do it with somebody else. Right. Um, it's kind of simple but hectic, and you bumping into each other and yelling at each other. Oh my god, I need tomatoes and uh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so I'm still here in the innuendo there. <laughs> yeah. <You> got <laughs> No, yeah. I, I agree. Overcooked is so fun. It like I played it um, with two friends. Like we just we just had like we just like spent like friends' house, whatever, and we bought the game, put it on. That was like six hours that I loved. Just we just knocked it out, and like it's kind of game that I said perfectly balances being so close. You can get like one serving off free start, and you go, we can do better. And then when you yep. do, when, and then you coordinate better, and you see the difference each time you do it, and then you look at the score, and you just destroyed it. But it's the right balance that game between organization and hilarious chaos. Yeah, so um, and it, the the levels are just great. It's like yeah. the first like ten levels or so. Every single level is different in some way. It's got some unique challenge. Either you're cooking on a street and people are crossing in between the tables, and so like you're bumping into them while you're trying to do stuff. One of them is like a ship where like your tables slide back and forth on the ship while you're like trying to you know that one's cut right. stuff or cook things or because that one locks um, you out into different say say you're on the left side of it the table then go left and you're on the wrong side of the table like you need to go all the way back to get to get back to where you're trying to cut yeah yeah and you kind of have to coordinate with your teammate whereas in some of them it's like well i'm going to cut all the stuff and send you things and you cook all the things or whatever in this one you basically had to swap back and forth between supplying your your allies and then being the person who's being supplied um but yeah it's just it's a fantastic game absolutely something that you should look into if you're if you're a couch co-op person it's phenomenal absolutely get it it's it's, Um, it's slightly short um but it's well worth the time you spend on it is so much fun and like it's for a lot of screaming (laughs) yeah it's it's a quality thing like like i said you know it's it's not going to be exceptionally long but you know I was still like I played for probably three or four hours and I think I've only seen one duplicate of a level and it was like one of the first levels that they duplicated and made much more complex. Um, so it, you know, it, it's the quality is, is phenomenal. And so you're not really, you're not going to get bored. It's great the entire time. Um, the, and then the more you have to play with the better as well for that. Then the harder it becomes, which just makes it funnier. Like I said, like, yeah. I, I, tried, I think I tried one, two games with two people and like it was quite coordinated. I went to three, yeah. a bit of chaos slipped in. I did one game with four people and oh my God, it, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I would definitely recommend that. Um, and then the last thing I played was the Mystery Chronicle One Way Heroics, which I've only played a little bit of and I've already covered that. So okay. I'll let people know what I learned further about that. Um and I think that's going to be about it for us today. Um, we are kind of on a weekly schedule. Um, so hopefully that'll keep going. Um, so maybe you'll see us next week too. Um, if you are interested in doing a community interview, um, you should hit me up on the site, send me a PM. Um, let me know that you're interested or that you have somebody that you think would be great for it. Um, if you want to talk to us, um, you can certainly comment in the um show article um you can leave us a review on itunes we're on itunes um the videos are now showing up on youtube 
Um, so you can show up on there and leave comments there if you want. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter at underscore brand foo. You can follow the site at true trophies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, anything that you want to say to people before we go? Uh, yeah, I, you can, if you're looking for me, you can find me. Um, I'm looking to start streaming again soon because I was streaming regularly for a while, but then moved house and got a bunch of stuff come up. But I'm getting a new desk next week, so I'm intending to restart streaming. So you can find me at twitch.tv slash monkeybrad91. Yep, and of course, uh, I imagine that's also on your page on the site, too. Yeah, so you should be able to get that. get that way. It all go through. Um, anything for you, Prince? Um, I sometimes do streaming, but mainly find me on site. If you if you comment on stuff on site and, and we're on the same, uh, like, I see your stuff and I see you've done something really cool. I'm always on it. I always love to talk with people about games they've enjoyed and stuff like that. All right. And I, I think that's it for this week. Um, we will see you next week. Uh, have fun. Bye. Cheers guys. See you around.